Welcome to the Wannabe Entrepreneurs Podcast, the podcast where you join two wannabe CEOs who have harbored dreams of starting businesses, researched ideas, and made the jump in the past, but always turned to a nine-to-five. With this podcast, we want to make the step into our own businesses final. We move from wannabes to actually being. I am Ua, and my fellow wannabe is... Emeka. We are embarking on this journey together. We hope you two will join us and break into your own businesses. Okay, so Emeka, here we are again. Let me start by saying congratulations. We have reached a milestone. Apparently, most podcasts never go beyond episode five. <laughs> so we must do episode six, but this is episode five for us. So Fantastic. congratulations. Yeah. Well, already. <laughs> okay. How's your week been? Yeah, week's been okay. Um, we've been trying to close off a sprint. If you guys do Agile, we are closing off a sprint and preparing for the beginning of uh, our next sprint. So obviously, I'm just writing stories, preparing all the uh, uh, artifacts required for the different stories. You know how it goes for product development. Yeah. yeah apart from that, everything's been going going all right. I think they're beginning to talk about Christmas, which is a bit scary. It tells you how quickly the the year's coming to an end. So, just so, a few weeks away now. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. Uh, my week has been busy, as always. Um, had a trip to another site uh, to look at some DC stuff and uh, some data center stuff. So that was that was a good um, something different in the week. Um, and I had a, had a couple of meetings as well, which we'll go into uh, later on. But um, um actually i haven't said what we're going to discuss today so today we are going to talk about uh, a term called cost of acquisition and uh, cost of acquisition is essentially how much it will cost you to get a client into your business a customer so uh, this is something you've you, you, you you've um, you've been researching recently uh, mecca um so what, what 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 do you think of what relevance is cost of acquisition to anybody yeah, so you know how you you will want a customer to come into your um, platform and maybe purchase um, a product. Okay, so for instance, you have a product that is selling for five pound, and uh, for you to actually get that customer to come to your website, it's costing you about six pounds. So once the uh, customer comes to your site and makes this purchase of a product for a fiver. Uh, you are already making a loss of one pound. Okay. However, um, if this customer who comes to your site has the potential of buying multiple of this product, and then obviously over a long period of time, then you're not necessarily making a loss, then the cost of acquisition is that six pound that it took you, or at least you spent to ensure that the customer made it into your to your site so it could just be maybe an advertisement cost it could be some sort of a promotional cost per, per person that is the um, cost of acquisition and then obviously it has relevance when you start thinking about um, your cost of your product and how much you're going to make from that customer over time Okay, so if I understand this clearly, because that's it's 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 a fairly new term for me as well. So your product is five pounds. Yeah, it costs you six pounds to acquire the customer. So straightforward math: six minus five, one. 
So you're already losing a pound because it's costing you more to get the customer to your site than your product costs. That's great. But you said something about if the customer is going to carry on spending on your site. Yeah. How, How do you know the customer will carry on spending? So depending on the kind of product you have, you have to either uh, anticipate that the product you have uh, can be used by that particular customer more times than just the one one of uh, purchase. Okay. So somehow the product would have to be a product that is sticky, which means the customer will want to come back and, and, and use that again. So for instance, if you're purchasing sweets and then you mm-hmm. know that you have actually targeted a sweet tooth person mm-hmm. and then he buys the first sweet he always mm-hmm. comes back because he likes the sweets on your site okay. he comes back every single time okay to buy sweets from your site so it, it obviously you have to engage the person or at least make the experience of the customer coming to your site to buy the sweets um, interesting enough for them to repeat their 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 visit. Right. Okay. So the term you use there was sticky. Yes. So they carry on coming to your site. Yes. Um, okay. So you spent six pounds. The customers come there. Um, you then assume that when they return, it's not cost you another six pounds to get them there. That's your, no, no, because you you've already the, purchased. I mean, you've already acquired a customer. Now the customer. Yeah. Uh, knows your site the customer mm-hmm. is registered as a as a, a user on your site mm. so you're no longer put you know spending to to get them back onto the site okay. you have already spent to get them on the site they are now registered users okay now you need now need to hope that your your product or your service can keep them coming back okay so actually let, let, let's let's make this practical then so are you saying to me then that for someone like me, I, I attend a few networking events every month, uh, quite often a few a week, and I pay £25, sometimes £30, or just under £30. I speak to people about the app. They go on my site. If I get three people to visit my site for every £30 I spend, does that mean the cost of acquisition is £10 per person? You have not acquired any customer yet. At the moment, what you're doing is... Um, you're doing a market research. Okay. okay? Yeah. Uh, at this time, this is just uh, um, an investment to understand your market, mm-hmm. understand who will potentially need it. Mm-hmm. And that sort of market research at the moment is just sort of a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Research and development spend. Okay. So that's pure loss then. So that's pure loss. So that's okay. Jeez. Now, once the application, you've identified your customers, mm-hmm. you are now somehow maybe doing some ad uh, campaign mm-hmm. to convert customers. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. you're, if you spend a £500 on a, on a, on a Facebook ad campaign, mm-hmm. and then you are able to, from the £500, you are able to get a 1,000 customers flowing in. You can see the conversion from the ad into your site and them registering as customers. They might not necessarily buy anything, but at least they have made it into your uh, application and they've made some purchase. That means if you convert the uh, 500 people, 500 pounds to a thousand people, that's like two pounds per herd per person. 
Is that correct? Uh, uh, no, it's 50, 50p. Oh, yeah, 50p. Yeah, so the other way around. Yeah, okay, the other so, way, yeah. yeah. But you've got, you've got a thousand people come to your site. They haven't made yes. any purchase yet. Yes, yes. Are they a customer before they make a purchase? Uh, yes, they are customers before they make a purchase. A customer becomes um, makes a purchase, not a non-customer making a purchase becomes a purchase, uh, becomes a customer after the purchase. No, they become customers when they have come to register. So I guess what you will see is, in on the average, how much does it cost you to get them to come on the site? So remember, sometimes uh, they may not purchase until after a while. So they may become a customer. They may not make any purchase until after a while, maybe a couple of weeks, a week later, a month later, maybe a year later if they're still sticking around. Mm-hmm. So at some point, you just need to bring them onto the, onto the platform. Okay. So the cost for bringing them on is that cost of acquisition. Right. Uh, cost, uh, cost uh, acquisition cost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 That is interesting. So for those of us who are bootstrapping or paying for our businesses ourselves to begin with, I think, well, certainly this is a case for me. I don't really have a budget. <laughs> so I just pay money, get to as many people as I can. Uh, as you say, you know, I'm still doing my, my, my research. But as you were speaking, I was thinking, hang on, I'm spending quite a lot of money on all these networking events and speaking to a lot of people and stuff like that. When I eventually start getting people pay money, um, do I just write off what I spent up to that point? Or do I say that first customer cost me a lot of money to get? And then. So if you, if you're looking at it, you know, cause you're building a, a SaaS product, a SaaS product means the cost of development will remain the same. Even if you, you know, get a thousand people using it. Okay, yeah. so at the moment your initial investment is going to be high uh, mm. compared to the number of people who will come on the site. Yeah. So, but I think, like I said, you wouldn't necessarily use that to quantify your cost of acquisition. Um, I, I think once the application is live, or at least when you're doing your test. So, for instance, yeah. you still need to do a test to say how much actually does it take me to get a customer. So at the moment, if you say, okay, the best way that I'm, I mean, my channel of actually acquiring my customers is through these marketing, these um, events. Mm. Okay. So if this networking event is your approach of actually getting customers, it will cost you a whole lot of money because you're going to be approaching maybe five people, 10 people tops. Mm. Okay. So it may not be the most effective way of actually acquiring customers. Yeah. Okay, but now at the moment, that's the that's the channel that you're taking to acquire your customer. So, at least if there's anything you can see by, by just working it out now, it is mm. costing you a whole lot of money. Yeah. To get customers in. Yeah. So then I think the next thing to think about is okay, is this effective? Are there other approaches that I can take that can you know less you know reduce the spend and increase the output? Mm-hmm. This, this is where your your hack comes in, your yeah. marketing hack, your social media hacks that you can use to increase the number of the, the output for a little amount of money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it, that, that's that's quite interesting. I, I think good, it's good it, to... Yeah, if you look at it, I see. I was going to say, mm-hmm. sorry for jumping in. If you look at how much it costs for a, a social event, a networking yeah. event, several thirty pounds. 
okay mm-hmm. and you can reach out at least tops you can reach out to about maybe uh 10 to 15 people if you're lucky yeah okay spend 30 pound on facebook art mm-hmm. you can reach about 500 people now whether wow, they will convert yeah you will now have you will now see with 500 people um, with with 30 pound with 500 in in uh well, engagement how many mm-hmm. people actually make it into your and then if yeah. you can try that over a t- over a period, you mm-hmm. can you can work out the conversion rate and then obviously the cost of acquisition through that particular channel. Yeah, I mean that's that, that's very interesting. The, the event yesterday wasn't thirty pounds. It's, it's ten, this, this is the one you sent me. Uh, I think it was two months ago. Um, okay. Yeah, so that that was that was a there was an entry price of ten pounds and I. Yesterday's event was really good. Um, there were about maybe 20 to 30 people there. And uh, there was an opportunity to, to address everyone, um, you know, explain your business and stuff like that. So that was really good. I was able to tell everybody there about, about the app. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so that was amazing. But only one person has been on the site, from what I can see. Or only one person has registered. Mm-hmm. So that's a terrible conversion, man. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think I think this is where this is where I, I'm struggling with the same thing again. Not that yeah. I've actually tried pro- putting my product out there. I'm yeah. just trying to understand what it would take for someone to actually come to the site and register. Mm-hmm. You know, how can you get to the point where somebody comes to the site and go beyond just coming to the site, but then allows themselves to provide all the login in details register as a user and start using that i think this is where i would need someone who has done it before to mm-hmm. come on and help us understand how we can get a customer who is dedicated enough or at least who loves the product enough to come on register and become a real life user mm-hmm. You know, this this way people start talking about getting mentors, and for me, they're tall mentors. I I, I struggle with this whole mentor thing. But uh, this week, I would have needed somebody who's done this before to uh, to explain certain things to me because I I struggled. But we'll, we'll go into our, our 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 company update now. If one of the guys, the guy who incidentally who registered, I, re- I remember him very clearly because we had a very long conversation. He said, yeah, he loves the app and he really, really want to use it. But he said that he's hardly on his laptop or anything and always uses his phone and would like to have an app, right? At this stage, I don't have a mobile app. It's just a web desktop app. Um, would you say it's worth investing in the money developing an app? Because my view is... I want to see the traction first before I create an app or before I spend money on a, on, on, on a mobile app. But what, what do you think? Cause that adds, yeah, adds I think your know, gut feeling is perfect. Okay. Yeah. So I think at the moment, like you say, we, we're still trying to understand the, the, the target market. Yeah. Okay. We want to see um, how big the market is. Mm-hmm. Okay. We want to see whether we're actually solving the problem that the market wants and then how big a market it is before we can start investing in, in, in mobile apps. Okay. Because yeah. from, from these guys, uh, of course, it makes sense to have a mobile app. Majority of the application people use, you have to have a mobile app. But then obviously the investment in creating a de- and developing a mobile app is not 
a little money. Okay? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we are creating an MVP okay, mm-hmm. that can be demoed. And once it's demoed and we have people who are saying, yes, we love this and we will kill to have this, then mm-hmm. you can go and invest on a mobile application. Mm. I'll tell you something that is, anyway, before I go into that, let's, let me, so thank you for that. Um, you've also mentioned indirectly um earlier today about um the lifetime of a client customer yes yeah so the lifetime value of a customer so using the same uh, um, example you mentioned earlier so six pounds you acquire the customer five pounds is the cost of the product how do you then work out the lifetime value of a customer good now typically you somehow you will have to have um a gut feel of the length of time a user can um, last on your platform or at least use the particular product. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, before they get into something else or they get a or different product on. or yeah. 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 Okay. So okay. if you have an application and on that application Typically, the users come in and then they they are they are happy to use the system as long as a year and then mm. maybe two years mm. before they generally churn out. Mm-hmm. Okay, because obviously this is it's <clears throat> due with statistics. If you can say how long does it take for a, a user to stay on the site mm-hmm. before they churn out? Yeah. Okay. What sort of uh, services are they getting? on the platform and uh, what is the typical journey for that service before the person drops off. So for instance, if you have a website that sells um, wedding gowns Mm. uh, and you can guarantee the person maybe is going to be about six months, six months Mm. planning, Mm. you know, looking, picking the wedding dress. And then once the wedding is over, that's it. They're never going to come back to that website again. Okay, that's one typical user, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. that could be the same trend that will happen. And you can say the lifetime value of that person, the lifetime, mm-hmm. or, or, okay, put it this way, the time that a typical user will spend on your platform before churning will be within mm-hmm. the six months' time. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Then the lifetime value is what is the total amount this person is t- typically going to spend um, spend over the period that they are within your platform before they churn out. Okay. Okay. All right. So that makes sense. So using the wedding analogy, so the 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 customer comes in, they want a wedding gown, um, and if wedding gown is two hundred pounds, uh, they may also want a tiara, which is fifty pounds, mm-hmm. and they want a pair of shoes, one hundred and fifty pounds. So the, if that's all that customer spends so that's 200 plus 50 plus 150 was that that's 400 right yeah yeah so the lifetime value of that customer is 400 pounds on your website you so, still need to deduct the um the amount it costs you to to acquire that customer. to acquire that customer okay yeah. so if it co- if that customer costs you six pounds to acquire yeah it says 400 minus six pounds which gives you 394 yeah Nope. I think there is a better calculation. Okay. 
on the internet that people can use to provide the lifetime value of a customer. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll find the link and I'll add it to the uh, to the description. Yes. For this. Uh, for uh, this I was actually trying to find it. Uh, so I think the first one was to you have to calculate the average purchase value mm-hmm. of a product. Okay. The okay. average purchase value. Then you calculate the average purchase frequency or the frequency okay. rate. Yeah. And then you calculate the average customer's value. All right. And then you cost, calculate the average customer lifetime span. So how long does a person mm-hmm. spend on the, and then you use those values to generate the customer's lifetime value. There, okay. there is, uh, I guess we will pro- provide the, um, the link to the calculations. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But at a, at a very high level, right? It yeah. So really well, our description at the moment yeah. is basically providing a high level understanding yeah. of what a, a lifetime of value of a customer is. Okay. And then from when you've worked out the lifetime value of a customer, how does that then extend to whether you should carry on with the business or not? Yeah. So for instance, if you have, uh, I mean, it, it gives you a whole lot of insight. So for instance, mm-hmm. if you have um, uh, an, a, a platform or product or service, mm-hmm. uh, and you see that the customers, the lifetime span, yes. okay, is about six months, mm-hmm. okay, then you can start on, on uh, based on that insight, you can start understanding uh, or how to extend that lifetime. Mm. Okay, you might want to understand why is that lifetime either short or too long, you know, mm. you know either way, obviously you want it to be very long, mm. right? So if you want to extend it, you might want to say, okay, what can I add in my, in the customer experience mm. to extend the life of my customer? So it could just be bad customer service, bad experience that will make them churn off very quickly. Okay, so obviously understanding why they are churning off may help you understand how you can extend their lifetime span. Okay. Okay. So So that's what that helps you with, one. Okay, so there are a few things. There are a few things, yeah. Do you do this before you start the business or after? I I suppose what I'm saying is why would you need to do this? So I guess you have to understand this, why your business is running. At least if you can understand all of this before you even start the business yeah. it might help you create a business from from a get-go you know you are able to acquire your customers understand the financials of, of that business and you know build out a, a very good and sound business model or financial model before you you are able to determine whether the business is a viable business or not so, for instance, now we we are making this analogy of somebody who's coming to a wedding site, mm-hmm. okay, and then you are saying, okay, you know what, I am going to spend a thousand pounds to build this site. Yeah, I'm going to uh, employ all these people to to make this work, okay, and I'm anticipating a hundred clients. Okay, now mm-hmm. when you start working out what is the price of a product, your average price of the product. Yeah, and then the costs of the of maintaining the business. Okay, you might have a whole lot of um, customers, a whole lot of bills that you are going to uh, um, spend on or mm. expense 
in order mm-hmm. to sustain this business. Over time, if you if you have a, a financial model, you can tell whether you are act- if you, if your business is actually a viable business. So you can do you can project um, six months, you can project eighteen months mm-hmm. to see how are you going to maintain uh, profitability yeah. if it is actually possible. So at some point you might start off with the loss, and then you start seeing profitability. Is it, is it within six months? Is it within eighteen months? Is it within two years? And now how many yeah. customers would you would it take you to reach? profitability and now that number of customers obviously has a lot to say about how much is it costing you to acquire a single customer and how quickly can you acquire enough customers that will lead you to profitability okay right this is you creating a financial model and then projecting it's like if you set this sort of pricing per unit of your product and if you are targeting this number of customers to be on this platform over this period of time, um, uh, considering all the expenses I have to make, am I able to turn profitable mm-hmm. over a period of time? I think that's why this lifetime um, value of a customer is very important. Co- cost of acquisition is very, very important because you can use that to project how much it will cost you to acquire X number of customers and the actual value you're going to get from that customer. And obviously, you can use that to calculate the churn um, that you can get within that period that you're trying to project over. Mm. So it's, it's, uh, it's actually a, a massive task. People tend to dread uh, yeah. providing themselves a, a spreadsheet of a financial model, but it's, it's something you have to have to do. Uh, that's really good. That's really good. Just, just, just explain what churn is. Okay, churn is basically people coming off your site, not using it again. You know, either um, of of subscribing or unsubscribing from your platform. Yeah. yeah. Then they drop off. That's basically churn. Okay, that's really good. Thank you ever so much, Emeka, as always. Um, Thank you very much. I mean, I've been doing a little bit of uh, research on my own product to see exactly what value. Uh, uh, am I going to get from the customers if they join? And obviously, those calculations is helping me get uh, um, a bit of uh, an understanding on these things. Obviously, there is still a lot of information that is out there and in the, in, on the internet, and people you know, will be encouraged to go at least have a look at it. We will provide some of them on our on the podcast. The links will be there, so if you can just click on them, you can learn a whole lot. Yeah. Fantastic. And if you have any questions, any comments, feel free. Um, we are wannabes, as we've said, so we don't know everything. Uh, if there's anything we've missed, please do not hesitate to let us know. Um, at this juncture, I think it's time for our business updates. <laughs> yes. How have you been this week? Um, how did you do with your goals? Uh, my goal has been, actually, it has been good. My target was for me to focus on preparing a, a pitch deck um, and also to generate some content on social media. You've changed so, the goal. You've changed, sorry? You've changed the goal. Have I? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think that... <laughs> I had to. So, so <laughs> I, I had to I'll keep you honest, man. Time. So I had, okay, sorry, guys. 
the initial goal was for me to complete two features within my product uh, to ensure that the settling uh, feature was functional and also the studio onboarding was functional. Um, the developers are not playing ball. And um, I've given them the task and they are working towards making that happen. The goal we had was by this time, we should have had the two features uh, functional. And unfortunately, I'm sad to report that that's not the case yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then in the meantime, yeah. <laughs> but that's a different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I didn't want to hold up, not doing anything, and waiting on something that I, I didn't have any yeah, direct impact on. Yeah. So I had to set myself a goal, and that goal, I think, I set myself has been very good. <laughs> So is this a case of you knew what guild you could achieve? You've made that the goal because you're going to achieve it anyway. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, it was a goal that I, I know it was well in my hands to do, to yeah. accomplish. Okay. So I set the task to myself and then I went for it. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that, that's interesting. So that, that, that's, a, that's, that's probably something worth exploring. When you set goals that are not entirely within your control, um, how do you maintain... Um, the, the, the momentum and keep everyone keep keep everyone on on track not so easy but um so so what was the goal you ended up um, accomplishing so my goal was I was going to create a whole lot of uh, um, posts on social media um, generating and like and at least identifying the key influencers within HR on social okay. media and okay. then following them. So that when I generate my content, they they get to see the content that I'm, I'm generating. Okay. So I managed to uh, identify up to 200 influencers within the employee benefits and HR. Uh, and then I, I followed them all uh, within okay. Twitter and and um, mainly on Twitter. Okay. And so that, that was the main. And I generated up to about 10 uh, posts on Twitter. Okay, okay, that's 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 that is progress. Um, and I, I know when we looked at your account, some of those guys also followed you back, so that's that's quite good. Um, so you, you are doing something right. Um, okay, um, uh, so what's uh, okay, let's we'll talk about your goals for next week afterwards, but um, in my case. My goal was still to make those videos, and I still haven't made those videos. Now, here's the thing. Tell me. I I still made those videos. In fact, last week I'd written a script for one of the videos. This week I didn't do anything relating to those videos. Um, What I did do was I had a meeting with a a gentleman who runs a uh, a networking event. Uh, I met him at another networking event previously in St. Albans. And he said, when I explained the app... um, Still, he was was a bit of a novice in in the whole prop tech industry. Um, But at the time, he said, oh, wonderful app. Um, It sounds like something his team wanted to build, uh, but they haven't built yet. It would be good for us to catch up. So that that statement sets alarm bells ringing for me because if he's saying his team wanted to build it, then automatically he's like a competition. Um, He's like a competitor. And um, 
uh, I felt, okay, is this somebody I want to expose the app to? And uh, or is he just preparing me for the eventuality that when he builds it, he would say, well, we always wanted to build it anyway. And that's all from day one. But anyway, I carried on a meta with him during the week. And um, during the meeting, I was doing my demo and everything worked fantastically, which was a relief. Um, he then started to say stuff like, oh, um, that uh, have you thought of uh, your market? Have you, have you done your projections? Do you know what strategy you're going to take to or what your route to market would be? Um, have you, uh, you know, all those things that you, you think about that were required in a pitch deck. Yeah. He went through pretty much all 12 pages and he kept listing, have you done this? Have you done that? Have you spoken to this person? Have you, and by the time he finished with me, man, I was so, so deflated. And I could feel the energy drain from my bones as he was speaking. I thought, man, do I really want to carry on with this? And um, after the meeting, it was, it was good. Um, he said he would like to come on board uh, as a consultant. He wouldn't bring any money, but he would just come on board and, and either uh, take shares or I could bring him on as a consultant. I was thinking, wow, did he go through all of that process just to make me realize how far I am from uh, what he considered the 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 end goal, or uh, or did he say that genuinely to help the business? Because um, if he's prepared to be part of the business and he's seeing some gaps, um, is he just using that to as a bargaining tool to say, well, you have all these gaps, uh, and I'm doing you a favor coming on, so give me X number of shares. Um, so th- those were thoughts going through my head. Um, Came to your head, yeah, of course. Yeah. After the meeting, I was driving back and I was like, you know what, just leave this, <laughs> leave this whole app business, go back to your job, do a course and get some more, uh, get some more qualifications and, and, get, and get promoted. Yeah. Get promoted. By the time you're 60, they'll make you a director. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I mean, that could be a, a, a way for some people, but you know, for somebody who, who's, passionate uh, in some of the things they're doing and know that he made some sacrifices i think it'll be good to to see it through yeah uh, and see it come through because at the end of the day you haven't actually started anything you are a product developer you created a product and um, the business side of the things you know i think is the, the, the are the areas that he just highlighted and which you haven't actually made any inroads in so of course you know you're going to be feeling a little deflated because you have not necessarily made conscious effort to address those issues. And I think, you know, it's quite rightly for him to, to comment on those. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I felt, I, I, I just explained how I felt at the time. And, uh, um, so after, after about 24 well, less than 24 hours of, of feeling, feeling that way, <laughs> I just thought, well, look, you could do this and you can prove the guy wrong. So, uh, you know, I'm back on board and I've carried on doing it. Now, the other thing which you'd be pleased to to hear is that um, I am now considering what you've been saying all along, i.e. making it free. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. It free, so I'd have to write the code for that. Good. Uh, and during the week... Uh, just... why, are you, why, why are you making this? Forget about what I said. I mean, you've thought about it yeah. or you've got a bit more feedback from people i guess 
I've had feedback from people. Yeah, the guy I had a meeting with said when he looked at the site and he saw the price, he was like, ah, oh, nah. Um, and he wasn't prepared to pay. I do know some people who are prepared to pay 10 times or even 100 times what, I've, what I'm charging on the site. But the, I, I think you, not, you need to decide if what you want is volume, as you've said, uh, people on the site, people registered, people trying it. Um, I felt that um, a lot of people get to the site, see a price, and not register. Even though there's a free trial uh, period, you have to register though for the you have to subscribe for the free trial. So I felt people were being turned off because of that. Um, another thing I looked at was um, there's there's another company that's that's just launched their app, and they're doing something free. Um, I've spoken to colleagues and they're just saying everyone everyone seems to think free they're not prepared to pay money for you know for for something for anything they'd rather get it free get in and then hopefully if it's a sticky product like you said this one is then they would pay eventually but it's about getting the numbers the numbers are more valuable the number of subscribers is more valuable than um, just getting the one person here or two people there and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, thank God you finally listened to me. <laughs> the thing is, it's going to cost me money because uh, each person... No, no, let it cost you money. Look, that, okay, you see, this is why I I think the man that spoke to you mm. is, a, is, is heaven sent. Mm. Okay? Because what he has highlighted to you are the things you must consider. Okay when you're about to go into a business like this. Okay? Um, if you remember the um, the slide that I gave you, every single page t- attempts to answer the questions he was trying to put across. Yes. Okay? Now, when you're about to prepare those slide decks or the, the pitch decks, you'll be in a position to now start thinking to yourself, where do I put my business? Where am I? What sort of business is this? I think back in the day when people used to uh, build um, um, their business plan, mm-hmm. in a business plan, you will have these these multiple sections describing the approach that you are going to use to uh, hit the market. Um, you have to create your projections, your financial projections. And obviously, from what I was talking about earlier on, understand when you're going to hit profitability, and understand the the key. Uh, attributes that will enable you hit hit uh, uh, profitability. So it could be the number of users, it could be the number of or the cost of acquisition. Those are the key things that you start thinking about when you're actually building your business. In some cases, it may just be um, your expenses or what are your expenses while you're running the business? What are the running costs for the mm-hmm. business? And then thinking about it will not start thinking. You start you can start rethinking what your business model is, what it could be for you mm-hmm. to actually meet those. So, for instance, if you say, okay, I'm going to charge, it's going to be a subscription model. Mm-hmm. Okay. Subscription model basically means I'm going to charge a repeated amount of money over a long term, at least over the period that person become, is, is a user. Yeah. Okay. Now, that becomes, if you, for you to apply this sort of model is you are anticipating that the user will stay on that platform over a long time, at least two years. And mm-hmm. you can you can get some money out of this user. And obviously, considering that 
the user will have to be using the platform on a regular basis. So once your system or your platform needs to be good enough for the person to repeat the, the visit, repeat yeah. use of the of, of whatever product or service that you're providing, mm-hmm. obviously they have to stay there for long. So considering all of these mm-hmm. will, will make you, you know, really think about what the business is about and how you go about it. Yeah, that, that is so true. So I've started on that journey. Uh, still early days, um, but yeah. So that that's that that was a that was a, a, a you know. Tonight, it, it is. It is. It is. Okay. So um, I think I think we can call it a day for or call it a night. Um, what are you planning to accomplish for the next uh, next week for your business? So I'm going to reopen the uh, my initial uh, goal uh, for completing the functionality for feed, for shuttling. So okay. basically, uh, enabling the uh, uh, service providers to schedule sessions, uh, make it available on the uh, on the on the platform, okay. and also complete the functionality of actually booking events from the platform from the user's perspective. Uh, the reason why I'm, I'm re re reinitiating them as my platform as my goal is because the developers have given me an indication that they have already kicked off and they are halfway completing that so i'm going to sort of uh, push to ensure that the uh, these two functionalities are live by the okay. end of next week is it worth just picking one and then stick and getting that one done or um Yes, I think it's probably let me focus on one. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, so the booking the booking for me is actually very crucial. Okay. We want to get to the point where a user can go on and actually search, discover a particular event that they want to book, and then they're able to book it, make a payment, and that uh, uh, event is actually booked for that particular user. Okay, so make that the goal. Uh, and in my case, my goal would be to add the functionality for free trial and free usage of the site. Okay. I like that. But then, do you know what that is called, making your app- application free? Well, uh, for me, it's called spending my money. Well, it is called a freemium model. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> it's costing me money. That's what, that's it's what called it a freemium model. Okay. And that's actually very, very important because what happens with the freemium model is you are able to capture a, a, a lot volume, volume of customers. Yeah. Okay. And then you can, the model, the business model that people who are on a freemium tend to do is they tend to um, acquire um, um, advertising. Or at least okay. adopt advertising as part of their business model. Okay. okay. Secondly, what they tend to do is they tend to un- have the data to understand the data and they, they understand their customers using the data that the customers are providing while they are on the on the platform. Okay. And based on that, they can start upselling. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's a it's a well tried uh, uh, model that you know you should have some comfort in. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I'll give it a go. I know where you live, so if I spend all my money, <laughs> I'll move it to your house. <laughs> uh, it will be what money worth spending, don't worry. Yeah, all right. Yeah. That's cool. Thank you ever so much for your time. Uh, that's it from us uh, for, for, for this episode. Um, please do subscribe. And yeah, we got on uh, Apple's podcast this week. Yeah, what, finally, finally, yeah. yes. 
that's amazing. So um, we are making progress on this front as well. Um, so do send us comments, send us questions, and we'll be very, very happy to respond. Right. Yeah, go ahead and rate us, okay? Rate us. If there's anything that you believe we can do better, just let us know. We want to be entrepreneurs. We want to learn as much as possible. And whatever we learn, we will share with our listeners. And all our listeners, obviously, will hope that you will be do- going on this journey with us as well, with your own uh, business ideas that you have. Indeed. Thank you very much. That's it from me. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye.